Good morning, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Goodbye Bullshit, Hello Happiness. We have Hollis back with us today. Yeah. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> she good. is back and she is going to tell us about the latest book she is putting together, Invisible No More. I love the title. So tell us, tell us a little bit. Tell us what you've been doing. Tell us about the book. Hmm. So what have you been doing? Just lots of stuff. And thank you for, it's just so, I, I miss you. I <laughs> so, know, me too. <laughs> so, so thank you and everybody that's here live and catching the replay. So um, yeah, so I just love this multi-author book space. I loved with Creativity Is. It's, it's just this communal space where... Here, I guess I have to say it's kind of selfish in a sense because we are, are our own best client. <laughs> so here you have an idea and then it's like, well, I had this issue. Now I want to hear about everybody else's thoughts and perspectives and stories from their vision, um, mm -hmm. which is the beauty of it. So there, you know, I got to meet you in Creativity Is and hear your perspective. And then with 19 other people hearing their perspectives. So I just love this communal space of, of not feeling alone, of people, all they have to do is write. Like mm -hmm. literally, all they have to do is write because I get to, I take care of everything else from the editing, the formatting, the cover design, like all that kind of stuff. But most importantly, I just, I just love bringing people together and providing a space where people can then get into each other's worlds and grow their network and whether they have a business or if they don't, it's still collaboration and it's networking because we we're humans, we crave connections. So um, I just, I love that space. So yeah. Nice. But I know this one is a special, uh, special one for you, invisible no more. So what did you, how were you being invisible and what did you have to do to Basically, step into your light and not uh, not hide yourself anymore. It's definitely been an interesting journey, and it's been beautiful hearing other people's journeys. Um, I was incredibly shy as a kid, and I still am shy. Uh, it was the kind of shy I was very tiny. I was, but the tininess really didn't matter. I still. When I stood up for something, I stood up for something and you knew my presence, especially my brother is handicapped. So it's kind of a side note. So and he couldn't speak. So there's kind of the mm -hmm. I kind of was his voice and I'd be there against these big kids saying, don't pick on him. I'll give you a knuckle sandwich kind of thing. But yes. um, when I was young, like I said, being shy and I would turn purple and it was it wasn't. I always say it's not a pretty shade of purple. It was a blotchy, hivy, <laughs> icky. And it was like wearing your emotions on your sleeve, on your body. Uh, yeah. So I kept myself away from many situations because if I liked somebody, if I was nervous, if I was whatever, it's just kind of like everybody could see it. I'm just fully transparent. So um, I had friends and things like that, but I didn't want to really be big or be in a space uh, for a big part of my life, of my younger life. Mm -hmm. And the universe started presenting things. And it was just interesting how that always happens. So the universe presented that you're going to teach. I'm like, I'm going to teach? Seriously? <laughs> like, how's that going to happen? Uh, my mother was a teacher. I kind of grew up with that. But so anyway, there were multiple things that kind of 
unraveled where I did teach. I've taught for 30 years. Um, when, but as these little things kind of unravel, it's like you're going to do professional developments in front of teachers who are incorporating art into the classroom. It's like, I am. <laughs> that scares the hell out of me. Okay. Um, so all of these things just kind of unravel. And then prior to having my companies, now I am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing. I had another company and that was a whole learning experience. And there was places where I kept small because I didn't feel like I was good enough. And I also was kind of told that I wasn't good enough, but there was a lot of my perception. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, I don't know if those words were really said, maybe they were, maybe they weren't, but my perception was to stay smaller. Um, I went into the public school system, the private school, the charter schools was teaching there. There was a lot of pushback. There was a lot of, but it was me standing up and gaining my confidence to be in the space. Um, but where I've really started to grow and kind of shine my light more is I think honestly turning in my fifties mm -hmm. because I've realized age-wise, like I'm more than halfway there. <laughs> so yeah, you better should, you better start that. <laughs> it's like, how's, what are you spending so much time and all these other areas, it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. It's a waste of time. And I think I had a wake up call. You know, I told you this story many times, but my daughter looking at me and saying, what are you so angry at? Mm -hmm. Like that was a wake up call at 51 years old where it was like, oh my God, I'm not showing up for them. My kids, I'm not showing up for my husband. I'm most importantly, not showing up for myself. So let's start to change this. So, um, once I've realized that it's bigger than me, that it's not about Hollis, it's not about, it's not about me. It's about getting, getting the story out, getting my mission out, getting, empowering others. There's been a shift. I think that, that last, well, a couple of important points. I think perception is really one of the key points. And I've seen that with my clients a lot too, when I, work especially with their um in their in their children in their kids whatever um but it's a perception that you have and i even see it in my son and teenagers the outside it just like it feels like everybody's like looking at you and judging you and really they're not but that feeling that you have inside it's so big it's so powerful it's so overwhelming that you're constantly in that space that, you know, oh my God, they're, they're looking at my hair. They're looking at me. I've had to tell my son several times, they're not even looking at you. Nobody's looking at you. They're, they're like in their own, with it. because like we're next to a car. It's like, why is that guy looking at me? I'm like, he's not, <laughs> he really is not. He just looked over. How do you, and then sometimes I tease him and say, how do you know he's looking at you? Maybe he's looking at me. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so I think that um, it is a perception and that's uh, very important to sort of at that point. I know it's hard for kids to do that, but as adults, I think um, it's good to get into that place of, you know, hey, let me see what is my perception in there and is it really happening and then the other thing you said, showing up. Showing up is really key, and I want to talk about that more. So when you say showing up, um, what does that mean for you? How do you show up for yourself or for someone else? So showing up for myself is 
what I'm really learning is taking time for myself. So being like, Hollis, you're tired. So tired means stop what you're doing right now and actually go do something that's more nourishing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go, Mm -hmm. Go eat something, go have something to drink, go outside for a walk, put on music and dance around, go do some artwork, go hang out with somebody. Like showing up for myself has really translated into taking care of myself. Self-love actually then, in a way, yeah. Nice, nice, I like that. Um, Being invisible, so I know, I don't know if you can talk about some of the things uh, from your authors, how are they being invisible? But I know for myself, um, you know, and I think you can probably relate to that as well, when I started my artwork, it certainly was a place, you know, just like you say, you know, you're shy, you're, you don't want to be judged. You don't want to put yourself out there and it's easier to just stay hidden. But then, you know, like you said, when the universe is calling you, Hey, you got to go this way. I know for me, one of the big ones was um, actually just putting my artwork out there that um, took a lot because with art, especially everybody's looking at it and it's, it's in the constant place of judgment and people commenting on it and saying things. And um, even with the work I'm doing with the healing work um, in the community I was and making that big switch, that was another um, big place that I sort of came out and, you know, said, this is who I am. So um, I think it, it is a calling at some point that happens. And I'm wondering, like your authors, is it all a big calling like that, that they're coming out, that they were invisible? Or is there some smaller steps that, you know, you're not being, you're not showing up, you're not shining your light, and then you're starting to shine that light? I love what you shared about yourself. Um, and your work and all of that. It's just, yeah, it's just really powerful. So thank you for sharing that. And I'm curious, anybody who's listening, thank you for being here. Please put it in the um, comments, like what invisible means to you. I'd love to hear what, uh, you know, what you think. To answer your question, so just to give you some examples, it comes from a place of some people have gone through trauma Mm -hmm. and that trauma has kept them small emotionally, Mm -hmm. um, and real physically, like Mm -hmm. real stuff. Like you don't want to be seen because you're kind of being hidden, like you're hiding because Mm -hmm. of reasons for safety reasons. So, um, there's often that there are people talking about one person's story. I can't wait to hear how she finishes this. It's about the invisibility of not being seen by a parent. Mm-hmm. and not being acknowledged and trying to reach them, but they're not responding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's invisibility in that sense, but they're responding in one way, but not emotionally. So that lack of emotional connection mm-hmm. leaves a lot of worthiness issues growing up. Well, why don't they want to talk to me? Why am I why is that? They're my parent. They're my, you know, all these things. There's a lot of worthiness issues. There's people being shy and 
kind of being comfortable in that space, but then realizing that, hey, I'm 40 years old and there are things that I want to do. And in order to do them, I need to start talking about them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of like a, a variety of reasons. And then there's also, which I think is interesting, the balance of invisibility doesn't mean being quiet. Because you could be an actor, an actress, a bigger personality, a salesperson, and be seen, per se, but not really be seen for who you are. It's a mask. Yeah, yeah. Persona. I like that. I like that, definitely. And um, the trauma, I think um, that's a big one for everybody and the cause of what makes them invisible and they don't want to... Um, be out there. And um, again, you, you're right, the trauma can be something very significant that has happened to them. I know um, with my clients when they've had significant, you know, um, physical, sexual traumas, that can make them want to not uh, stand out and be noticed. Yeah. And then, but you're right, that's also an emotional one that um, when they feel like at home, um, the parents either, again, in the kid's perception that they don't like who I am, they want me to be someone else, they don't like me for me, or they don't have time for me, um, that also makes them want to... Uh, shy away and get quiet and not come out fully and be themselves. So I'm glad you shared that with them. And yeah, you're right. It is worthiness. And part of the personas, um, the other thing I noticed, and I wonder if they're clients that you have, I know for me, um, growing up, this was a big issue. And I've had clients that, um, you know, most of my clients are female. So I wonder on the male side, how they're being not themselves. But um, the females, depending on the household that they grew up, a lot of them, they sort of shy away. They make their female side more invisible than their male side, meaning like, you know, I have to show I'm in a, a certain way. I'm strong. I'm, you know, powerful. And, you know, you can't mess with me. And even with the clothes, you know, sometimes they go... Um, it's really hard for them to wear skirts and dresses and things like that because they really just want to hide that female side um, and not show that to the outside world as much as their male side. I know, again, that was a big thing for me. You know, I more nurtured and tended to the male side than the female side so that it would make me more powerful and heard in a community that, uh, you know, seem to be geared more for the males. And I've had clients like that. So um, any of your authors, have you seen that? I love that point just to say in general, like it's that vulnerability. It's so mm -hmm. true. It's because that, you know, female side, you can say that it's softer and mm -hmm. you can think of it that way but it's not that way. No. Like there's that female side where it's like, I'm the protective lioness. Mm -hmm. You mess with my cubs. You mess with my, I will kill you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I may look like, you know, there, there's an, an ease, but at the same, but a power. 
Yeah, yeah. But growing up, though, when you grow up in that environment, you don't see it. It's true. So, like, I know for me, too, you're right. As a mom, you know, you mess with Ilya, you mess with me. But um, growing up, for sure, I didn't have that in me. I didn't look at that side of myself as being powerful, um, and it, it, it was not, it was more like people would take advantage of you. You're more prone to being taken advantage of, being uh, harassed and uh, not seen as important enough. Mm. And that's one of the reasons that um, I, I was definitely a tomboy. Mm -hmm. You know, you if they made me, um, if my parents like, well, my mom, wanted to for me to wear a dress or a skirt i would cry for hours mm -hmm. because i would not i wanted my pants and you know it's like no way mm -hmm. and most of my friends that you know we hung out in the street and i played with them right. they were boys they weren't girls yeah I was staying true to my tomboy so um that's another place i think a lot of um Females, and I've seen it a lot with my clients when they come in, depending on what has happened in their childhood, that um, definitely hiding their female side more than the male side, especially if they're out in the corporate world. Mm, right, right. Yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense. And when I'm, I see with the people that I'm working with, there's the invisibility in the sense of, because creativity is, you know, often my slam, but it's not just creativity, it's it's living. So mm -hmm. your self-awareness, it's giving yourself permission, it's it's connection, it's all of these aspects of yourself. And it's been denied for so long because of living up to what they think should be. They were told they weren't good enough at some point mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and something. Um, so by the time I see them, they've, you know, and this is what happens when we're adults and it's not even just being adults. It often starts to get squashed when we're younger, mm -hmm. all it yeah. takes. And again, it's that perception. I think it goes back to because a person may not have meant to say something in a bad way, but it was perceived yeah. in a way. So, um, it's just always that there's just somebody could be looking at a crime scene and you ask two people and they see two totally different things because they have their own lenses. Um, so it's just, it's an interesting topic to explore. Uh, I'm incredibly grateful to have gotten to this point at the age that I'm at right now. So being 54, I'm, ex I'm just happy to have more awareness, to feel more freedom in this because it feels so frigging good. And then to be able to share it with the people that I'm come in contact with directly and with our children. And it's like, please don't wait this long. <laughs> like it is true. Yeah. Yeah. Long. You should be doing this as you're 18, as you're 22, like start to incorporate this in so you don't spend waste. It's a waste. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, going back to how people can show up uh, for themselves. It's, I know you mentioned you do the acts of self-love for yourself, taking time for yourself. But um, I also think it is what you're doing with your book as well. You know, sharing your stories. Um, it's a big part of uh, healing 
and um, self-love that you are putting yourself out there. And when you do, there's a power that comes from that, that other people, you'll see so many other people that are going to speak up with you and say, thank you for sharing that. I experienced that same thing. And with, because of your story, um, I'm able to now do this. Mm. So I think showing up also with the book that you're having people share their stories, even with the first one, I think that's a big um, help in you showing up for yourself because it is those little things that every day, but also more important, like how are you, how are you sharing your light every day with others how are you shining your light in everyday life um, for yourself and for others to see i appreciate that and yeah thank you that is a big aspect to show up um, in whatever your passion is and whatever it looks like so uh, in creating that space yes for others and it just yeah i keep wanting to say it feels good but i'm just thinking about it just brought me to like the other day went to tj maxx and it's just these little things of it doesn't have to be, you know, your why and all this, but it's just being kind to people. So as you're sitting there and you're doing the exchange when you're paying, instead of saying nothing, it's just saying, how are you today? Or he was wearing like um, the heart, uh, you know, a headband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, love your headband. And he was like, thank you. And thank you for asking how I am. Like that really, not, nobody really asks. So and then conversation stems from there. So it's more of like a, a heart to heart mm -hmm. rather than just being in our head and thinking what's going to happen next kind of thing. So this yeah. is a little off topic, but it just kind of made me just made me think of that. It's just being more present. And yeah, what were we going to say? No, I, I was going to say, actually, that I think it is on topic that because those little lights that you share, you are coming out. You're not hiding. Yeah. And that makes somebody else come out as well. When I used to, uh, before COVID, one of my favorite things to do is I would go to wineries by myself and I would meet up people there and I would sit and spend the whole day. Sometimes I would even go, it's like, okay, you know, they would say, where are you going? I'm like, well, I'm going to try the other winery down the road. It's like, oh, we're going to come with you. And it was just meeting new people and we would share stories and laugh. And I had no clue who they were. There wasn't planned or anything. And But it starts with that little conversation, a little smile, saying, hello, how are you? I love your hair. I love your nail polish. I love your clothes. Exactly. Whatever it is, because then it gets them suddenly, like, open up. Their shell opens up and they come right. out. So it is part of um showing up for yourself and others and getting them to be seen and not be invisible and it's so, connection it's because we crave yeah. it so it's like we want we want to have that dialogue we want to feel affirmed we want to feel and instead of it like before in my head like a little while ago i may have been like i want to say something but i have to get someplace else and i'm just going to focus on that now it's just kind of like say it like what is the you're engaging in a conversation you make somebody else feel good you feel good it's what's wrong with the exchange in that and then it does translate it's how i show up for myself it's like hollis you're gonna do this many lives a week 
because that's how you show up because you are dedicated and you want to reach as many people as you can reach coming from your heart space to create connections. So it's, it's creating the structure in order to say, I am not going to, cause it's easy to be like a few years ago, even a year ago, two years ago, I would have been like, I'm not getting on a live and I'm so uncomfortable with that. Now it's just like, whatever, put a camera in front of me and I'm good. Cause it's That's bigger than me. It's yeah. not, it's not about me. Yeah. You're, you're helping others now and it's changed. Yeah. And I think part of the other reason, again, it goes back to perception um, that people are not doing even those day to day saying, hello, how are you talking to others is um, it goes back again from their childhood because I see it again in kids when Ilya is with me and I'm doing those things and I'm talking and being silly. He just turns beet reds. Like, what are you doing? You're embarrassing me. I'm like, obviously, they're not embarrassed. They're happy. They're enjoying me being silly and they're talking to me. So, this is all again, it's your perception and where you're at. Come out of this shell. You'll see, you know, other people, they're not like that. Maybe, and he, he, he takes it back. It's like, well, you know, you guys are adults, not in the, you know, and we're teenagers, it's different for us. And it could be, I've gotten so old, I don't remember what it's like to be a teenager. Hormonally, it is different. Exactly. Everything is just like, oh my God, like, yeah, yeah. But the thing, I think even for them, if they start realizing, that's one of my goals for him is like, if you realize the other teenagers are even the most popular one is going through the same thing as you, yeah. all those thoughts that you're having about your looks, about the way you talk or whatever, they're having the same thing. And by you just even smiling or saying something or being silly, you make them laugh and they come out of their shell and they relax. And that's what it is. And I find that so some of the adults, you know, if they had traumatic teenage lives and they were in that space, they've still carried it forward. And it is very hard for them. You know, the, lots of things goes through their head. If they want to say something, it's like, well, what are they going to say? Did I say the right thing? Or especially if they said something and the other person didn't respond in kind. Then it's like, oh my God, did you see what happened? You know, I said hello and the other person just looked at me and they suddenly a teenager again. And just like, again, let your experience be your experience and their experience be theirs. And just, you move on. Um, just to share a funny story that just popped in my head. Yeah. Um, I was uh, walking with a friend and this was during COVID and um, there was a couple coming and there's a narrow path. So I asked them, I said, let's move out of their way so they can pass. And as this couple was passing, you know, again, my version of the reality was that um, I looked at him, I smiled, I said, hello. The guy smiled back and said hi to me. And they went on and then we started going. And as we started going, my friend turns to me and says, you know, he, he laughs. I'm like, what are you laughing at? He said, you. I'm like, why? He's like, the couple, especially the guy, 
was adamant about ignoring you <laughs> and you were clueless. You smiled, you said hi, and you know, they didn't even respond back. I'm like, what are you talking about? They literally, the guy looked at me, smiled and said hello. And then he said, yep, here's the perfect example. You wow. in your world, the guy, I mean, like I was, I could bet like a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, like I was positive. And he didn't. I don't know. In my, rea in my <laughs> your version reality, of the reality. Your friend's reality said that he completely dissed you. Exactly. My version was that, no, he looked, he first looked up and smiled and said, hello. And I responded back and it was like, nope, that's not what happened. You said hello. And the guy totally ignored you. I said, you know what? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. In my world, I had a pleasant exchange and I went along. I'm happy. If he's not happy, that's on him. My world, I'm still happy. I said hello. He said, smiled back and all is good. So I love that. I love I don't that. know what your takeaway with that is, but well, I love that. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> well, it's just like you said, my version of reality. Yeah. It's it's my version of reality. So you were like, I'm not going to hold back. I'm just going to say hi. What's the big deal? Who cares really if they said hello or not? Yeah. It's just about greeting because that's what humans do. And um, it just it's yeah, it's just it's funny how that all happens. But yeah, you weren't invisible. You were just like, I'm going to say hi. I'm here. I'm taking up space. They're taking up space. Let's acknowledge each other. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yes, I have my version of reality, apparently, that things <laughs> happen version. very differently. And it's a happy world. <laughs> it is a happy world. <laughs> it's like when my son is always, like, protecting me from things. I'm like, babe, I'm not dumb. Like, I don't live in just like rainbows and butterflies. Like, I really, I know how to handle myself in the world. I'm not like so, such an open book that anybody could take advantage of me or anything like that. So just because I'm pleasant and I'm engaging in conversation and I'm doing this doesn't mean that I don't have boundaries. And so it's just interesting because sometimes he'll be like, mom, you're doing too much. Or you're doing to, so, but it's like my version, like you said, it's your version of your reality. And I choose to live in that space where I'm being pleasant and open. Yeah. Um, as opposed to being shut off and worried or scared. It's like those lower emotions that just don't feel good. Yeah. And it is a choice. You're right. It is a choice. So please choose to shine your light in any small way that you can. Choose to show up for yourself in any small act of self-love and kindness to yourself and others. And um, don't be invisible. And uh, Hollis, are you? I think you're still looking for authors, right? Do you still have space have in the book? We have a few more slots. We have a few more slots available. Um, and yes, the writing is... This baby's being born April 8th. So nice. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to launch it on Kindle on April 8th. So the writings are due March 15th is the deadline for everything to be handed in, which is still a month. So um, to put okay. it within a context, it's either um, 500 words, which is basically a page, or um, 3,000 words, which is nine pages. So it's very doable when 
when I've written, I've literally, it's taken no more than three days. Um, but there's lots of, you're interested, please connect with me. I will send you an application, a link, and we can talk and I can give you more details on what it looks like with group options or if you just want to write. Um, you know, there's just a lot of different ways to go about it, but it's getting out of your own way. If you're the person that's been like, I have always, for you resonate with the topic or you've always wanted to write and you're like, it's just too overwhelming. There's too many steps. I don't know. Do I self-publish? Do I like, where do I find an editor and how do I format? I have to figure that out. And the cover design, this is a one-stop shop. It's just with heart. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say to everybody, um, I was in the first book and it was very easy, really fun and a great group of people. I know this one is really um has a group good group as well so even if it's a page that you guys um share your stories it really um it, it it has a big impact on your healing as well as others share your stories and i'm gonna ask hollis to go back to linkedin facebook youtube instagram all over the place and make sure she puts her link for oh, wow. the application in there um, so that you guys can, if you're interested, go in there. She's tagged on all these things, so you can go ahead and get in touch with her directly and show up. Don't be invisible. And I just want to point out before we go, um, like when you shared your story, remember the person that you had on Instagram who purchased 1,000 yeah. copies? Like, so here's a book, Creativity Is, whatever you want it to be, and she purchased 1,000 Kindle copies for her employees at a car dealership yeah, because she wanted to instill these stories into the, into, you know, to share them. And very specifically, she talked about your chapter and it's just, it's the power in it. You don't know who you're going to reach. There are people mm -hmm. out there waiting who you have no idea who they are and how it will affect them. And people need to hear it because there's validation and there's connection. There is, there is. On that note, that was perfect, yes. Thank you guys for joining us. Hope to see you all next week. Love you all, bye. Bye everybody. Bye.